You're about to enjoy an It Takes Three Network podcast. Get up and go at it, Upper East Side. I hear little Jay is having foreign relations with a handsome attache. We always knew she had friends in high places, but how low will she go? Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Three Gossip Girls, a Gossip Girl podcast. I'm Liz. And I'm Michelle. Tonight we watched season three, episode 14, The Lady Vanished. Original air date, March 15th, 2010. Written by Amanda Lasher and Robbie Hall. Directed by Andrew McCarthy. Interesting. Yeah. Souls, you want to you wanna make an appearance on Three Gossip Girls? The podcasts are here. The podcasts are here and ready for this episode. Rufus and Lily grow suspect of Jenny's relationship with Damien. Chuck learns more about the woman who may or may not be his mother. Dan and Vanessa struggle through the awkwardness of dating other people. Okay. Bad summary as well this week. I agree. Not great. Not great. My glass full of gossip. Michelle is curious as to what we were drinking tonight. We've been drinking it for an hour now, and I don't know what we're drinking. It is sparkling lemonade from Trader Joe's. It's called the French something. It, the bottle's so far away. I don't feel like getting That's it right fine, now. But it's I will delicious. Post, I will link it um, in the description below. I named it the Sour Pill. Oh. And it was so fitting because Michelle brought out the uh, Smart Sweets. They're like Sour Patch Kids. So good. Yeah, they're the healthier. Healthier. Ver- you can have more for the portion, less sugar, less right. shit in it, pretty right. much. And they're vegan. There's no gelatin in them. And so we paired that delicious. with the chili and lime chip, rolled chips from they're Trader They're like the Joe's. Takis from Trader Joe's. Guys, the snacks were on point this week. (laughs) So good. And then with this sparkling lemonade. Yeah, and it's not too sweet. It's not too, like, it doesn't, you feel like you're drinking a lot of sugar. Yeah, I know. I'm like, is there a lot of sugar in here? It's There's not. For the whole bottle, it was like 20 grams. And it's a big bottle. Yeah, that's not bad. Yeah, so it's not bad for, like, the portion. Wow. I was treating us tonight with with the Very special. I love it. I titled it. The sour pill for a few reasons, but mostly I was feeling that Jenny, like, oh, you sour patch kid. Like, I just want to slap you. You're so bratty. And the pill, like, obviously the pill. So, yeah, she's a sour puss. And I wanted to represent her in this episode. Cute. Okay. Speaking of the sour puss, we need to jump in right away with Jenny and Damien because that's how we start the episode out. Damien is surprising Jenny in her room. It seems to be very early in the morning. Yeah. And they apparently have plans for a date type thing later on. But he was just coming to say hello. I guess because he wanted her to hide these pills for him. So he brings over the Endless Nights trilogy throwback to (laughs) Olivia time. (laughs) And... Jenny's kind of upset because she's like, I don't want to watch a movie tonight. I want to go out and paint the town. Damien's like, well, we have a lot of parties to deliver, you know, make some deals later. Jenny's like, okay. And he's like, can you hold my drugs? She's like, okay, sure. I'll hold them in my bedroom. I'm 16. I'll hold these drugs in my bedroom. Right, exactly. Yeah. So she hesitantly agrees. And then Damien goes in to give her like a little smooch. But... 
as he's doing it, his phone rings and it happens to be his father on the other end. He mentions he can't see him tonight because he's hanging out with just a friend. Ooh. Ouch. Low blow. Gotta love it. Classic teen drama, right? Oh, just a friend. Right. But it is, though. I mean, how many weeks has it been? I don't really know. Maybe a are we going with the week to week basis? I think so because I think so, right? It's probably been a week, and I mean, it yeah. yeah. And it's only been let's just say it's only been now, a week. Now he is Serena's age. He is so so he'll be turning nineteen if he's not already. Okay, and Jenny is sixteen. It's not she's the not worst. sixteen yet, but she's okay. gonna be. Yeah, it's not the worst, but also he's so much older because he of just, everything he's yeah, gone he through. Yeah, he seems like he has. A lot of life experience, which makes him seems old, seem older. Yeah, and Jenny's so young to me, and I know she's always trying not to be that young. Right. And classic example is this episode, which with the Rufus stuff, she she wants to act older than she actually is. Do you think Jenny and Caitlin would get along? Yes. Actually, I thought about her because when we first introduced Caitlin, the real older Caitlin on the OC... We called her, we wanted to eat the Sour Patch Kids. And yes, it reminded me of that because I'm like, they're so similar yeah. in a way. I think the age is a little more well-mannered Yeah, in some ways. I feel like Jenny can be when she is in a situation. It's like with her parents right now, she doesn't really. It's rebellious. She doesn't care. And, she's, and she says it too. Well, you know, I've, I ran away from my dad last year. I can do whatever I want. He doesn't scare me. Yeah. Well, she'll be scared soon. Yeah. <laughs> um, so after that, Lily comes into Jenny's room to find Damien there. And the two of them are trying to hide the pills and it making it seem like they had slept together having a boy in the room after last week when she told her he shouldn't have a boy with the door open, blah, blah, blah. Right. And she says, come out to the living room right now and get dressed. So in the living room, Damien is whispering to Jenny that he wants to leave before Lily can say anything to them because he doesn't want to pretend to be the scared boyfriend. But at this point, if you're going to go in to kiss her, there is some romantic aspect here, regardless of how much depth you think it's going to be. And so the fact that, yeah, you guys are in the same room early in the morning with the door closed, like, you, it looks exactly what it looks like, even though you guys didn't sleep together. Right. But I'm sure he's just, he doesn't want to deal with no, this. Oh, and man, he usually, parents. And he probably doesn't have to deal with parents. No, he doesn't. So this is a whole new yeah. ball game for him. And so he wants to peace. And she's like, no one's asking you to be the boyfriend. So then Rufus arrives and he's like wondering what has been happening. And then he like flat out blames Lily for this. He's like, Jenny is not Serena. Yeah, that was she bad. She needs boundaries. Ouch. Yeah, that was really bad. And like, Rufy, I understand that you're fed up. You need to check yourself. Yeah. Because you're leaving your daughter under the hands and eye of Lily. And right. if you have that problem... Then you either come back and you deal with it or you take her with you. Right. So Jenny has been living there for a few weeks without him now. I guess maybe two or something. And, you know, if he wants to keep tabs on her, he could have done that. But he hasn't. He's very preoccupied. So he orders Jenny to pack her bags because now she's moving back to Brooklyn. And she's like, I'm living. I live here. 
He's like, no, you don't. You're grounded and you're not able to leave. Obviously, you can't see Damien. And then he tells Lily he's going to get the rest of his stuff because he should head back to Brooklyn for now. So Jenny's packing and Damien comes in her room to say goodbye. She's mad that she has to move across to Brooklyn and doesn't know if it was even worth the whole trouble because she doesn't know where they stand in a relationship or lack thereof relationship. Mm -hmm. And so she tells him, you told your dad I was just a friend. I, you know, I heard that. And he's like, what do you want me to say? You're still in high school. Your dad wasn't completely out of line here. And so she claims that she's not afraid of her dad and she'll prove it by dropping all of Damien's pills on the floor and then telling Rufus they're all hers. This is just a cry for attention. Oh, yeah. Clearly. Even though she wants to be invisible, but just to prove the point of like, oh, I can fight for you and watch Mm -hmm. me. Right. Like, I'm not the little girl that you think I am. And so Rufus says, who are, whose are these? Are you taking them? Are you selling them? And she says, oh, I'm holding them for a friend. And then Rufus says this goes way beyond even a punishment because he doesn't even recognize his own daughter anymore. And then Damien jumps in to tell Rufus that the pills are his father's pills. So Damien reveals that his father has this very addictive personality and he wished he'd stop. And he explains that Jenny has been a good friend to him. And then he actually didn't spend the night, even though it looked like it. And she was just trying to distract them from the real issue. The pills. Right. So Rufus asked, why would he even bring these drugs here in the first place? And Damien said, yes, it was stupid, but he wanted to get the pills away from his dad. Now, were you you were saying this was uh, you're I thought this bullshit was all here. bullshit. Yeah. yeah. It seems as though he has a, a, a he's a quick witted guy. Yeah, for sure. Knows what to say. So after that, Jenny is praising him. Hey, Damien, that was a good story. They really bought it. <laughs> and he's like, well, no, actually, it's true. Part of it. Part of it, except the fact that my dad is not sober right now, and I don't know what to do, and it's just my life, and that's how it's been. I'm afraid if I leave, then he'll just never come back. And so then Rufus comes in to say that he flushed the pills and that Damien needs to leave ASAP. So Damien tells Jenny to be thankful that she has a father who cares about what she does, and he leaves. Jenny is so upset, and she asks Rufus, can he have visitation rights? That was such a weird statement. To right, like she's way. in jail. Can I have visitation rights? And of course, no, we cannot have visitation rights. No, This Jenny. is a, your drug-dealing boyfriend who is older than you and clearly not a good influence. Right. So Rufus is definitely not going to go okay that, and the fact that you're even asking is see, shows how incredibly clueless she is Ooh. about... Not only that, Life. but she even looks at Lily for, to, like, for hey, her to step me up in. Here. Like, what do you think, Lily? Isn't this ridiculous? And she's like, well, no, your father is right. And Lily agrees. And then Jenny spins it. Oh, you're just saying that because he's upset with you and it would look better if you were on the same team. But just because you are doesn't justify you guys being right. It's like, no, they are right. They're your parents. So And then she got defensive too because she's like, well, you've been sleeping out of the house. Yeah. And it's just because you guys are fighting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So she blames it on that, which, I mean, hey, I guess you got to throw that card in there. I would. I would too. Because clearly they're not dealing with their issues and what's going on here. Right. And so Jenny is saying, well, because you guys aren't fixing those issues, you're just using this as an excuse to punish me. Right. Even though what she did was 
bad and disrespectful. But, you know, she walks out of the room. I I, I understand why she brought up that point, but I she there's no way she can justify ever, like, having to see Damien or, like, coming over. It's just... It's, it's being a teenager. Work. Exactly. So Lily makes this, like, final plead to Rufus not to leave. And he says, well, Jenny needs to be free of this Upper East Side world. And I think I need that too, at least for a little while. So Rufus goes out to find that Jenny is nowhere to be found. She's actually catching up with Damien and gives him some oxy for Lil- from Lily, stating that she gets bad headaches. And he can try and sell this for now. You know, she took whatever she could possibly get. And then he's like, let's skip the deal and kisses her. So to sum up Rufus and Lily, Rufus heads out and Lily is left at the loft where Vanya comes in Vanya. and brings her Rufus's scarf. And she notices that this isn't what he was wearing. He hasn't worn it maybe in a few weeks and tells her that Holland turned it into the lost and found and said, even though then she knew it was Rufus. Now I'm thinking I thought about this it. I'm was like, strange too. Huh? Why could Holland should have could maybe because I mean, granted, we don't know what happened with Holland and Rufus. But did Holland? So Holland turned it in. She turned it in, and or some maybe someone turned someone, it in. Someone turned it in, and Holland said, "Oh, that was Rufus's because he was at my place that night." That's I how I it. took it, but I could have misunderstood a no, name I or two. I thought the way that Vanya presented it was confusing um but long story short lily knows that rufus was hanging out with holland and she just says thank you vanya and continues to drink away her sorrows yeah yeah you know i totally forgot about that holland and rufus yeah i was hoping we were gonna go back to that not yet not yet but we will right yeah we will okay good okay so let's head over to the non-judgmental breakfast club, as they call themselves. <laughs> yeah, right. At the Empire, Nate is making waffles, ugh, and him and Serena turn this into a very sexual food fight slash kinky way of using fruit in bed type deal. Mm. It was really painful for me to watch. I do, I like these two, but I, I cannot stand this overly sexual part of their relationship and like granted i understand that's a lot of their relationship is I, that i agree with you i i don't it's know it's uncomfortable for I, me yeah and again i see we talk about this all the time we don't like teen we sex don't like teen sex we're not, they're not even teens anymore though you know but yeah we're not rudes by any means like we're not right we're no, in our 30s de- definitely and not very open about talking about sex and all that but, but for it's some reason about it. it's something about the, it. the teens I don't know. It's just the way I think it's like the close ups. And to me, it's like gross. And we see the food in both their mouths and <laughs> and it's just dripping. Yeah. And the pulling of like caramel. Yeah. It just. This doesn't turn me on. It would have been better if they showed the scene, you know, even though Serena kind of annoyed me with the, like, the tossing of the waffles and like shoving it in Nate, Nate's face. He's like, we're not eating this. Like, yeah. what are you doing? Like, silly. But then like they have that. Uh, like, what's that? Like spray, not spray painted. Like the door of the refrigerator is like, you know, 
I don't know. It was like matted. I can't explain it. So you just see the shadows of their two faces, oh, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay, that would have been fine. We had we could have ended it there. I'd be like, oh, okay, cute. Like morning sex, whatever. Right. But the fact that we had to go into all of it with the whipped cream that was freshly made in the bowl, right. by the way, right? And the strawberries and the caramel. Ugh. I'm good. No, I'm good. I don't need it. You didn't need that. You weren't fixing any any. I wasn't satisfied by watching it. I'm that. curious for our listeners who've been with us now with our teen dramas. Yeah. I do mean, you enjoy? The on-screen sexual scenes. Not like romantic kisses and all that. I'm yeah. talking like stuff like this. Like this. Do you like it? Or like Riverdale. Riverdale well, that's is like where beyond, I always that's go. Same. Because it stems from that, I yeah, think. Yeah, same. Where they are truly supposed to be 16, 17 years old. Here they're technically a little bit older, but it's still doesn't make it any less uncomfortable to watch. I just don't need to see it. I don't need to and see it. And then there's a future scene that we're going to get to that maybe oh. even more. <laughs> just, I'm good. Yes, wait for that one. Yeah. So when the two are done, they hear Blair moaning, yelling out Chuck's name in the other room. Now, this was a quite funny scene. So Nate is then getting a phone call. And to his surprise, it's Chuck on the other end wanting Nate to like sneakily get his phone out of the bedroom so Blair doesn't see it and put it in his briefcase. So Serena heads into Chuck's bedroom to see Blair still yelling and moaning but reading a magazine. (laughs) It's really funny. Clearly not Chuck there to be found. Yeah, it was funny. And so the two girls get into a conversation about how Chuck is distant from Blair and you know, not only they're not having sex, but they're not talking to each other. And he went something went through something very traumatic. And she just wishes that he would let her in and talk to her. And at that moment, Nate comes in the room casually to take Chuck's phone. But then the two girls catch him. And Serena insists that he hand over the phone to Blair. No good. I didn't I didn't agree with that. No, I didn't either. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. She's like, Nate, come on. It's like, well, no, Nate was trying to do a service to his best friend by taking the phone. And it's none of your business. It's none of your business. Like, obviously, yeah, there is something Chuck doesn't want you to know. And the fact that he's not telling you. It's not good. It's not good. And I understand Blair. And then she goes toying back and forth with, I'm change. I'm trying to change. I'm trying not to meddle. And then Serena does, I'll give her that, say, put the phone down and just talk to Chuck. And so after Chuck and Nate hang up, we pan to Chuck, who is at the Algonquin Hotel, which we know that's where Elizabeth is staying. And he waits until she leaves and he ends up paying off this employee to get her room key so he can dig through her belongings. And so he finds, I don't know how, rolled up in like almost like an ace bandage. Like gauze. <laughs> yeah, gauze. Um, the other half half of the locket as we said nate and nate and serena are trying to talk blair off the edge about this the phone and the fact that there are a lot of the the same number that is called him and there's actually a voicemail from this number and to me i'm like well obviously like it's not gonna be another woman but i mean it is another woman but not in the way that I think maybe Blair was trying to I think she just feels it. left out yeah. and being shut out. Right. And so the fact that now he has a voicemail that she can listen to, she decides to play it. And so then she has to explain who Elizabeth is. And as she's doing that, Chuck walks into the room and says, her, her name used to be Evelyn and she's my mother. So 
we get confirmation there that Evelyn is Chuck's mother. Bam. Bam. So Serena goes on and on about how it's so great that she's alive and don't you want to talk to her, obviously reflecting on her own daddy issues going on right now. And so she's pressing him to meet with Elizabeth and that she deserves a second chance. However, Blair and Chuck think absolutely not. She's already hurt him once. They're not going to do that again. Both sides. I mean, I understand where Serena's coming from. I later on don't agree with what she did, but we will get into that. Chuck thinks that Elizabeth wants money and that tells Blair to throw away the locket and he heads to the bar for a drink because he's clearly very upset. Right. So now at this point, Serena is upset that Chuck won't meet with Elizabeth. And Blair tries to explain to her that Chuck was just absolutely devastated when he got turned away by her the first time and she does not want to put him through that again. And that everyone needs to respect his decision not to speak with her. Honey. Honey. Uh, Honestly. It's like, what is it? What are you trying to say? We're confused. love Gossip Girl. Hey. Oh, Jesus. Just sit there. Do not go over here. So she's begging Serena, please respect Chuck's wishes. Blair heads down to the bar to comfort Chuck and states... Even if Elizabeth is his mother, she doesn't deserve to be since she never gave him the relationship or the time of day with her son. And she even suggests they go to Bart's grave to leave the locket and just never look back. So Serena and Nate head down to the bar as well and suggest a comforting Greek meal as a peace offering. The four of them head out and Nate asks Serena if they're doing the right thing, suggesting that they called Elizabeth and are scheming some sort of plot here. And Serena says, yeah, well, Chuck needs the push. Mm, I don't know. Mm. So they're at lunch. Serena and Nate are acting extremely awkward. And then they all notice that Elizabeth has arrived. Blair immediately is saying, it's not me. And she's pissed that they even did this. And so Chuck actually decides to go over there, like, to appease them, I guess. And... Serena says, "Well, just it's better. One, it's better than wondering what if." And so he's like, "Okay." He I goes over there. there. Yes, I do. However, he doesn't really let her explain anything. He just presents her with a check for some huge amount of money. Right. I don't know how much money this could be, it was but a, test. a but a, a a large sum of money. And so she says that she's, you know, I'm sorry that you don't want to know me and he said I want you to leave and never come back and so she says I'm sorry if that's what you want and she takes the check she failed the test (laughs) so poor poor Chuck so you can tell that Chuck is extremely disappointed when she does take it and she returned and he returns to the table and tells Serena that she's clearly wrong about what had happened. Blair is also upset with Serena and tells her she didn't do this for Chuck, but it's more of a projection on what's happening in her life. Later on, Serena meets up with Elizabeth to talk about her daddy issues, <laughs> and Elizabeth explains that she was 19 when she got pregnant, and her and Bart decided to give up the baby for adoption. But then she reveals that Bart was the one that wanted to keep Charles and not give him up for adoption because when he first saw his child, he fell in love. So contradictory of what we originally think of Bart. Right. And Elizabeth didn't have the same connection with her son and even denied a proposal from Bart wanting to get married. And she says, well, no, I'm seven, I'm 19 and I didn't love, she didn't love him. 
And Serena figures out that she must have been blackmailed by Bart to make sure that she never came back. But then Elizabeth says, well, no, it was actually my idea to leave and for Bart to tell Chuck that I died so that he would never come looking for me. Ouch. Ouch. But also 19. But also 19. And she didn't want. She didn't want the responsibility. She didn't feel a connection. Right. I, I get it. Yes. Shitty, but I, I shitty, but I can understand. Yeah, you can understand her perspective. So Serena asks if she has any regrets, and Elizabeth says that Bart sent her money every year, but she never wanted it because she never even doubted her decision. She finishes by saying that Chuck wants to hate her and she doesn't blame him for that. And then Serena replies that she's known Chuck her whole life and he's good at masking his emotions, but there's no child in the world that would never want to know their parent. And she leaves. So we pan to Chuck and Blair at the Empire. They have a sexual encounter because Chuck's not ready to talk about it. And (laughs) he's upset and can't believe that his mother took the check and... She apologizes for not telling Blair he had more information about her. And the two um, end up getting a phone call from the lobby stating that Elizabeth is there waiting to speak with him. So she comes and they talk and she says that she wants to return the check. And she thinks it's better if he knows her now and she'll wait in New York until he decides otherwise. She's about to leave, and Chuck asks her to stay for a drink. And the two chat away that night. Chuck seems to be quite happy to get to know his mother. It was a, he smiled for longer than like he a second. Did a little chuckle. Yeah, he's Chuck like chuckled. Yeah, a, ch- a Chuck chuckle. A Chuck chuckle. It was <laughs> a very it. tiny, but it was yeah. there. Um, and so Blair heads out, and then we pan to Nate and Serena after she leaves Elizabeth's, and Serena arrives to the Waldorfs to find Nate waiting for her. She explains how she's distant because her father doesn't want to see her, and she admits after the conversation with Elizabeth, she doesn't think her father wants to be found. So Nate then comforts her sweetly and wants to be that person that she goes to with any issues. And so she ends up calling her father or the number she has for him, leaving him a voicemail saying that she's done looking for him. Lastly, we need to finish the summary with Padge and Vanessa. We have to do it. I'm so sorry. And we have to give them a ship name now. <laughs> right. Well, Panessa. Panessa. Vag. Vag. No, not. <laughs> Vag is awful. Awful. <laughs> it's awful. Sorry. Awful. Vag. It's kind of fun to say that. Uh-huh. Um, at NYU, Dan bumps into a new girl named Melissa in the girls' hall. Hey, girl. She's in a bikini as well as, like, everyone else on that floor, and she invites him to go join her at this party, possibly give him a pair of board shorts if he needs it. Right. But he declines. Right. Dan heads to Vanessa's room to apologize for basically saying that he loves her. He claims that he didn't mean it, and only as a friend, and he wants to go back to normal between the two. So Vanessa states that she's still with Paul, and she's going with him to this beach-themed frat party. Dan mentions that's cool, since he'll be going as well, and he'll bring his new girl, Melissa. That's a great name. (laughs) Vanessa is skeptical that the four will be hanging out at the party, and Dan leaves to go find Melissa, being that he just met her. 
The dorm party is in full swing, lots of drinks, and awkward conversations between our quad. But Melissa and Paul ask questions to their prospective dates, but the other two seem to be answering the questions for each other, and they're very distracted and defensive. And later on, Padge and Vanessa try to talk about their feelings and just the pressure of their friendship. So so Dan suggests they do a friendly thing like taking a picture at a cutout together. The two head behind the cutout, which is close quarters, and forces them to make out with each other. Well, they brace. They, they embrace. They, they, they the embrace. Tension. And they make out, and they're like, wait, what just happened? And they awkwardly have to take the photo after that. So they get back to Paul and Melissa, who sends something is clearly up here, and Paul states that Vanessa broke up with him weeks ago, and she wanted to get back to him f- with this party. And Melissa reveals that Padge only met her today. So the two dates end up leaving and saying that they need to work out whatever is going on between them and leave the normal people out of it. I'm like, you what are nowhere near more that normal, but It's okay. a very weird statement. Very weird. So the two agree that their typical friendship is not really working there. And she says that she does have feelings for him. But she was scared to act on them because of obviously their history and not wanting to ruin the friendship. But then they go into this whole big conversation how like it's almost ruining their friendship, not pursuing anything. It's they're kind of in limbo. And so she suggests they take the risk and see what happens. Her quote was, we need to, uh, what'd she say? It's like smack down, lay down. Get down. Breakdown. It was something like <laughs> something that. Something like that. And I'm like, throw down. Throw down. <laughs> we need to throw, need to throw down. down. I'm like, okay, weird choice of phrase. And the two end up spending an amazing night together and even claim Olivia was holding them back as I hold back vomit. <laughs> Ugh. Ugh. So it was just... Like ravenous, you can tell because the sheets were off the bed. Like there was exposed mattress. There was red sheets and blankets everywhere, and page nipple. Which that's Everyone fine. In the chat was talking about the page. Well, they nipple. just said like, oh, I was focusing on, and that's all I could <laughs> see, which is fine, fine for nipples, totes. But I don't know. I just I don't like this. I'm not into it. I'm not into it. Yeah. Let's marinate. We're going to come back with our patron, Ava. Yes. Very excited. Very excited. Can't wait to discuss the episode, and we'll get into everyone's questions and comments. Hey there, it's Allison Carter. I'm the host of the podcast, Not Your Little Lady. Each episode features a woman living in the South outside of socially accepted norms. Listen and relate as these women share stories about obstacles they faced and how it feels to come out on the other side. We talk about things that pissed us off, the booze we like to drink, and historical women who have made a difference. Through all this, we explore the importance of women owning their past, present, and future while keeping it light and funny. You can find episodes, which are released every other Wednesday, on most podcast listening apps or at notyourlittlelady.com. Be sure to follow the podcast on Twitter at NYLL and on Facebook and Instagram at NotYourLittleLady. Happy listening, y'all. 
Welcome back from break. We have a very special patron with us today. Ava is here. Hello. We're so happy to have Ava from sunny California. Sunny Ava, as I titled her a few months back. That's right. Yeah. So we're going to get into our questions and comments section. We have lots to get through. People want to ask Michelle and Ava questions. So I'm very excited. We'll start out with Tish on Instagram at Letitia underscore Dominique says, the twist that Elizabeth didn't want anything to do with her son puts an interesting spin on the Bart and Chuck relationship. Maybe Bart hated himself for keeping the child and took it out on Chuck. It's an interesting view. She says maybe. It's a possibility. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Hmm. She said the Dan-Vanessa plot was annoying to her, and she thinks the threesome was solely for the purpose to get the two together, and she doesn't like that. She's not really a fan of the romance. (laughs) No. (laughs) Tish loved the moment where Serena was comforting Blair about Chuck and really loved how Blair and Nate were great support systems to their significant others in this episode. I could agree with that. No, that's a good way to look at it. Yeah. Don't even get her started on Damien and Jenny. He had the right idea in the beginning. He should have distanced himself from her. She's in high school. Tish's questions. Michelle, do you think Lily and Rufus will ever repair their relationship? I do. Because I don't, I I can't get behind the fact if we finally put them together and then they're done for. Right. Are you a fan of Lufus, Ava? Uh, um, I'm trying to remember also like how I felt about it when I first watched this show, um, back in high school. And I think I feel differently about it now because I'm not a fan just because I feel like both of them are just not great communicators, but I mean, I have some hope for them. I mean, like I know what happens in the end. So I mean, like at this point, knowing what I do, I would have hope for them. Um, and, but yeah, I think, um, on first watch, I was just more like, oh, like they're the couple that's meant to be together. They were young lovers, et cetera. But now I'm like, uh, I don't know. Yeah. Yes. Tish also wanted to know, Ava, what made you watch Gospel Girl for the first time? Um, and when was that? So you just mentioned you were in high school when you first watched it. Yes. So I watched the pilot um, as I, I, yes, I was a high school freshman um, and I was anticipating the show just as someone who had read the books when I was entirely too young to have read the books. But um, yeah, I read them in like middle school. Um, But yeah, I was definitely anticipating the show. And also, like, I personally went to not, I mean, my life was in no way, like, Gossip Girl in high school, but... I don't think anyone is. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I would hope not. But um, I did go to, like, kind of a affluent private school where we wore uniforms and had drama. So it was a big nice. part of our lives. Tish also wants to know, Michelle, I guess, do you think the story about Damien's dad was true? Yes, because he said it was, but obviously he just used it to get out of this situation. Right. And his dad's the diplomat, right? Of Belgium? Belgium. Yeah. Not not good. (laughs) No, I mean, whatever. You do you, but... 
Ugh. Yes. Michelle and Ava, are you a fan of the blossoming relationship between Vanessa and Dan? Ava, I'll let you go first. Uh, <laughs> Michelle has no words right now. <laughs> no. Um, I also just find it kind of hard to believe. I mean, I do know that it happens, but just the fact that they were like childhood best friends and they never mentioned how, I mean, we're supposed to believe that Vanessa was harboring feelings for Dan all this time, but they had a totally normal friendship and they are only, it's only kind of coming up now. I just don't see how that would have happened in the first place, but then I just don't see it being a particularly functional relationship. Right. Yeah, definitely not a functional relationship, and <laughs> I am not a fan of this. Yeah, same. I don't know. It's I, just weird. I can't put my finger on it. It's just weird like most things on the show. that I still root for Vanessa and Nate. Oh, yeah, I know. The, sh- the ship has sailed. <laughs> I get it. <laughs> but I felt that they were they had more good. chemistry than Dan and Vanessa. Yeah, they're supposed to be like brother and sister best friends. <laughs> right. Like just. I know. I don't want. Why did we have to do that? Like seeing them to. naked together. Make, Ooh, it made me nauseous. I don't like it. Yeah. Yeah. It made it's uncomfortable. Yeah. I'm trying to re- like just like I could not because I have childhood friends that are like siblings to me and just picturing them that in that way is just disgusting, honestly. Right. Same. I mean, yes. so many of my guy friends are like brothers to me. Yeah. And I can't imagine like later on in life feeling crossing that line some type of way for them. Yeah, no. No. <laughs> nope. Yeah. So uh, the consensus is most people are not a fan of the Padge Vanessa story. We were talking about this, Ava, about their ship name. And so is, awful. It, is it Panessa <laughs> or is it that is a badge, and again, <laughs> only we say Padge, so right. I guess we can use Dan. We, but to me, he's not Dan; he's no, Padge. I know. I know. Those are both it's quite comical, but they're so yeah. bad. But I also feel like they're if the ship awful. name is bad, it's a bad ship. Like, like you just can't root for them. It's true. So true. That works. Yeah, like Natasa just flowed off. I the know. Tongue. It's beautiful, <laughs> and I should have known too, because well. I used to be a big chair person, again, as a youth. However, yes. Um, yes. I am not. And I also think it's a dumb ship name. Yes. I do, too. But I'm, you know, obviously I'll see how I feel when we get there towards mm-hmm. the end of this series. But I feel like there's no good ship names on this show. No. I, not I yet, agree. anyway. No, I don't think they're going to get there. <laughs> But thank you, Tish, for sending your questions. We'll go over to Jess at Mrs. Boquist. She actually loved the sex scene in the beginning where Blair was faking it. <laughs> suit, yeah, suit Serena and Nate right. Don't they have some decency not to do that with other people in the house? It's like a college fraternity there. And don't you feel like Serena just wouldn't care? She doesn't care. No. I guess. And obviously Nate doesn't care either. No. So Blair gets. I, don't, I wonder how close these bedrooms are to each other. I know. I would think there'd be some space. Right? I mean, when I think of like a hotel, I think of like a lots of space, but also like they're in the penthouse. So it's like, where are the rooms in like proximity to each yeah. other? I don't know. But Blair was yelling pretty loud. <laughs> she was. <laughs> she's glad Padge and Vanessa cut out all the bullshit, even though she's not a huge fan of them. Oh, there's Serena trying to fix things again. Teaser. Jenny's unraveling continues, and she's excited for the end of the season. Ooh. Yeah. 
I agree. Her question, yeah, her question, where do you think Elizabeth and Chuck's relationship will go? Uh, I think it'll be pretty tame. Just him getting lunch with mom sometimes. I don't know. (laughs) Do you think her, like, storyline not that it's she's not on the island it's not wrapped up but yeah do you feel i was like, waiting for you to be like, oh by the way she's on the island no, do you feel like this is just my two cents justin asked this but do you have any thoughts on where she's going to continue on the show if yeah any i don't think it's gonna go past this season okay because i feel that once we wrap this up We'll be like, okay, we healed a part of mm. Chuck, and that's it. And okay. we don't have to go back to her, and she'll be on the island with all the other family members. Okay, so, like, her purpose was just, like, growth in Chuck yeah. and right. move forward. That's how I feel. Okay. Thanks, Jess. We'll go over to Rihanna at Simpson 13 She was listening to a Pretty Little Liars podcast, and Janelle Parrish, who we know from her tiniest moment on the OC, but a.k.a. Mona from Pretty Little Liars, said that she loved Gossip Girl as a teen, but in her 30s, she has different thoughts. Things like, Serena, you're so dumb, she's been yelling to the TV. <laughs> Rihanna doesn't know how to feel about the new romance of Padge and Vanessa. Lufus is making her heart hurt, and while Serena was projecting her feelings on the Chuck situation, she was annoyed that she just can't do what people ask of her. Where, what's your take on the what Serena did um, for Chuck and Elizabeth in this episode, Ava? I, I mean, I understand her motivations for it being very personal and not really a, about them, but I also found of it because. It's just not her place. Right. Yeah, that's how I feel as well. It's tough because even though it's not her place, it helped the progression to get them to talk and look at the end result. It's true. I mean, yes. Push it a little. You know, so it's enough. Ooh. I know. It's it's a tricky situation. Like sometimes you have to be a little bit out of line to do what's right for your friend. But I don't like that. No. I mean, like, yes, the outcome worked out for now. Right. Yeah. It, like this time it worked out. Right. But who's to say another time her meddling would be beneficial? And yes, she was doing it for her friend, but deep down it was, for it was rooted reasons. for her. It was root. Yeah. So it's hard. It's like yeah. a toss up there. It is. it is. Maybe I'll put a poll out on Instagram so you guys can vote. Uh, Vic at Muse Chick states, she loved the beginning also like Jess did with the Blair yelling out Chuck's name. Reminded her a lot of forgetting Sarah Marshall, which I love that movie so much. So hysterical. She isn't a fan of Serenade, but they are looking better to her now being that Vanessa and Padge are starting to hook up. (laughs) Jenny and Damien are creepy together. Vic is glad that Blair is standing by Chuck and didn't like how Serena set up Chuck to meet with Elizabeth. Not happy with Rufus taking his anger out on Lily, but she understands why he is. Her questions. She says, congrats, Ava, for getting the guest spot. What is your take on Sag? Do you like them like Mike and Sean do? I'm not a Sag fan, and I don't believe I ever was. Okay. (laughs) That's fair. Yeah, that's fair. Michelle, do you think Lily will confront Holland? I do. Ooh, some juiciness. Yeah, in a very passive-aggressive way. Okay. That should be fun. Yes. Uh, For the both of you, who do you hate more? Damien and Jenny or Padge and Vanessa? (laughs) Who do you predict to last longer? (laughs) 
Well, I'll let, I'll leave the first part. Who do you, I guess, who do you dislike more as a couple, Damien and Jenny or Patch and Vanessa? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I yeah. don't like either of them, but I'm going to say Damien and Jenny just because it's also extremely like inappropriate. I like yeah. the, the, the pageant Vanessa is just icky, but it's not icky in a like, are you taking advantage of a 16 year old girl? Yes. Yeah. Agree to that. Michelle? Yeah, I would have to agree to that. <laughs> yeah. But I will say I am more interested to see what's going to go down with Jenny than I am with the Vag. <laughs> I'm just going to call them Vag. Yeah, I like it. I think it's fun. We're just so- calling them Vag. <laughs> Badge, like you said, Ava, it was perfectly said how it's icky, and I don't ever want to see them kiss and, like, make out and all of that, but – so gross, but at least it's tame, and yeah. the Jenny situation, not good. It's inappropriate. Damien's he's a, a bad dude. He's a bad dude, but I want to see what's going to happen there. Yeah. But Jenny. And so who do you predict to last longer? It, this is a toss-up. That's, that's a hard question. <laughs> yeah. Um, I was going to be like Ava, but like, oh, I'm not going to say. Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah. You're not going to say. I would – I think they're going to fizzle out at the same time, and that's my cop-out of an answer. Oh, hey, that's all right. It'll be like an episode where it ends all relationships, and then Cher will be the standing relationship, and everyone will be like, oh, my God, Cher's the best. And I'll be like, bleh. <laughs> <laughs> How many times have you watched Gossip Girl, Eva? Um, well, I've only roughly. You don't have to. So you know. I did a rewatch of the series last year around the same time, actually, and I'm now rewatching it again with you all. However, the first time I watched the series, I think I stopped watching um, around middle of season four. So I didn't ever, like, originally finish the series. And Gossip Girl did get spoiled for me. So I was kind of like, why should I continue? Um, But um, I, with that said, I rewatched season one a lot because I thought it was a really good season. And then the rest, not so much. But yeah. um, But then on my, well, yeah. So I guess that's the long way of saying, I guess once or three times or like 1.8 times I'm not sure (laughs) right right (laughs) okay I mean I can agree I have seen season one numerous times when my sister and I go back or we make someone watch it we're always watching season one because season one of a show generally is the best nostalgic reasons and your character development you're starting to get to know them um but interesting that you kind of stop midway, which I kind of stop midway too. So there's something about this show that's maybe a little overwhelming at or times. Or underwhelming. Or underwhelming. And I can't wait until we get to season four. Maybe we can discuss like what parts of it you s- decided to stop watching at. Yeah. Because I'd be very curious for that. Yeah. Very excited. I, I mean, without saying anything that actually happens in season four, when I rewatched it, I kind of... I couldn't stop watching it. So I was kind of wondering, like, how did I just stop watching now? Um, but I think it's also just like in my own personal, I think I'd gone to college and was doing other things. So I just like wasn't keeping up with TV at all <laughs> at that point. Yeah. So that may have had more to do with it than the show itself. 
Right. And we always talk about, too, like maybe you binging this show is kind of easier to watch because we're getting like the plots quicker and character development is quicker. And so it's just easier to get through it, get through it and watch it where, you know, for us each week, sometimes it's it's, hard. It's it's a it's a fun show to just completely tear apart in in the best way. I hope you guys aren't offended on our take of things because we truly love dissecting each bit of this show. Like that's what we're here for. Um, But I can imagine binging it is easier than week to week. Like Ava, did you, do you have a favorite character? Ooh, I don't know that I hard. Dorota. (laughs) Dorota. Such a good answer. Uh, That's how I feel. Again, I, if I'm going with high school, Ava, my favorite character was Blair. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, and I do empathize with her, especially like, I think it, there's a little bit more development in the books of her being kind of like feeling inferior to Serena and having this sort of complex of having this like perfect best friend. Um, yeah. Who everyone loves and who's like just naturally good at everything. And then just having to be next to that just makes you kind of like a control freak and bitter, but be- yeah, that's, that's not that's a great way of putting it. <laughs> that's not really explained so well in the, or I just don't see much of that in the TV show. So it just seems like Blair just is on one for no reason. Yeah. yeah, that's how we feel. Obviously, you guys that listen each week know how we feel about Blair, especially lately. It's been she's been kind of like a like back side character to right. some of the stuff that's going on. And then when her when she does add her two cents, it's that typical like selfish Blair and it's hard to watch her after three seasons. We kind of want that development quicker, but maybe she'll get there. I I know she does eventually get there. Yeah. Just not right away. And it's really frustrating (laughs) to see her like that. Especially three seasons. Yeah. Yeah. But, but same as my sister. I mean, my sister always grew up. Blair was her favorite. And now, I mean, I don't know if she a hundred percent can agree with that. Watching it with older eyes, watching her. But I love that you added the book spin into that because I feel like that would have added so much more to this character that seems just so like flat at the moment. And I would have liked to see a little bit more depth there, like more more struggle of like getting things where Serena gets them easily or, or easier. Right. Yeah. Like we I, understood that, but we don't really see all of that. Right. Right, like we're supposed to believe that Blair is like a hard worker, and Serena just gets everything naturally. Right, right. But none of them go to school. (laughs) No, no, no one goes to school apparently. But with the books, I wish the books were on audio. Yeah, because there's only like three of them that are. Because I really enjoyed listening to them. How many books are there? There's a bunch. There's a lot. Have you read all of them, Eva? Uh, Yes, I can't tell you oh, wow. really what happens in a lot of them because, again, oh. I, I kind of consume them almost like magazines because they're short and they're fluffy. And yeah, I used to read them like nonstop. Like I'd I'd bring them to dinner with my parents and like read it under the table. Like it was just like it was a ridiculous. Cool. I don't know why I was allowed to have those books, but um. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I remember some books that Sam and I would read and there was one of them that was extremely raunchy. Yeah. What book? 
It's called Fly Girl. Do you remember this? No. It, I, you can't even find this book anymore, I'm sure. But it was about, like, a girl, lo- like, losing her virginity for the first time. And, like, it's very in-depth and descriptive of things. And Sam and I had to have been 11. <laughs> Where did you get this book? <laughs> so Ashley, remember Ashley yeah, Roach? Yeah. She had it. And... Uh, Sam was like, let's read. And we, I, I don't even know how we got there. But I'll never forget my first time reading. And my, probably wow. my only time reading this book. Anyway, off tangent. But yeah. There was also a spinoff se- series of Jenny at boarding school that I read. Oh, interesting. Was it good? No. I mean, it was. No. I, I mean, again, I, I don't know. Like, I read them. Right, right, but- right. <laughs> Yeah, you yeah. just weren't captivated like the other, the right, the real series. I yeah, guess. and I never cared that much about Jenny, not book Jenny. Yeah, at least. the consensus is yeah. Uh, lastly, I do have an email from Will. He cracked me up. He gave us the characters episode storylines as movies. Ooh, this is really fun. He says that Nate was dazed and confused. Dan and Vanessa, swingers. <laughs> Chuck, meet the parents. Lily, bad moms too. Rufus, the first wives club. Elizabeth, god girl. <laughs> this is killing me. Blair, 50 shades of gray in the opening <laughs> sequence. Serena, what a girl wants. Jenny, the mule. Damien, blow. I mean, I wow. was cracking myself up reading these these were amazing i would love to get these each week well no pressure or anything but i highly highly appreciated this yeah that's 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 fantastic those are so on point they're it's ridiculous that's really good but he does have some comments dan's tank and chest hair have bougie ryan atwood vibes (laughs) rufus accumulated too much mud on that doormat he's taking his sad vibes back to the loft he likes Serena in this episode. It's been a while. <laughs> Question, where do you think this Damien storyline is going? Okay, so Jenny, we were we keep talking about like Jenny getting bad, Jenny getting bad. And yeah, every I mean week, like I'm like it is, gets worse from here. <laughs> it's getting worse, right? So are we at the, we're going up this roller oh, yeah. coaster. We're going tick 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 tick. Dark Jenny, mm-hmm. right? So I'm still waiting to see is Jenny going to use or is she just mm. dealing right right and damien do you predict her using yes you do. Okay. i do to a point maybe but i don't know and then damien like he's just dealing but does he just party occasionally right we don't know and maybe yet. jenny will party occasionally but that turns into too much partying mm. to where there's a problem okay yeah which this whole thing's a problem but you know what i mean yeah and so I think she's going to get into deep shit, whether it's going to be caught, Damien's going to leave her, and it's, she'll take get all the blame. Because I don't think he's going to be there to support her by any means in any situation. If As soon as he can get out, if he if blame was going to be put on, he's out. All right, so they're not endgame. <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> I don't think they're endgame. Okay. Do we ship them? No. 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 I mean, do you mean do we want to make a ship? Name? Not really. I'm just, you know. Does anybody Jam- ship them? Jamian. Denny. 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 Like Denny's, Denny's not the worst. Yeah. It's not the worst. 
It was weird to hear Rufus call her Jennifer. Yeah, I liked it, actually. I was like, wait, that's right. That is your name. Her name is Jennifer. Well, Just like Nate is Nathaniel and Chuck is Charles. And Padge is... As Padge is not really... Pad- is Daniel. Is Padgelin. Padgelin? <laughs> sure, Padgelin. Padgelin. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Michelle and I actually were, when we were watching, I don't know if you have any opinions on this, Ava, but we were trying to guess nationalities of these characters because they don't really say, and I also I don't want to pass judgment on like, just by their name, what you think that they are, but... To me, Elizabeth, she sounds like she maybe has a little bit of an accent. I don't know if that's just the actress herself, but I'm like, maybe she's like this off-the-boat Italian woman (laughs) or something like that. I don't know if I'm even close there. But I was saying maybe Serena, like Vander Woodson, maybe that's like German (laughs) or Polish or Dutch or something like that. You don't hear that name too often right it does sound dutch but it also sounds like i don't know the author was just like what's a fancy sounding rich person name right yeah right like vanderbilt that's an actual name right that we use you know not in everyday life but we know the vanderbilt of course maybe they just spinned it off of vanderbilt vander right because they do like (laughs) waldorf archibald not so much bass but like they sound like names of people with money and like yeah history yeah yes very yeah so it's hard to like guess what the nationality of these like families are what we should do a deep dive and try to see if there's a reddit or something i should look into this i will make myself a note will knows maybe maybe we'll know hey will yeah (laughs) maybe mike knows maybe Maybe. you know these people who but really go into depth with these tv shows elizabeth does have a weird accent though i couldn't peg it yeah, um, when I looked up the actress, they said she is of Mexican descent, so maybe that's, maybe she has an, you know, a thicker accent and is coming through. Yeah. She's a very beautiful woman. Like, and I, these cheeks are so full and glossy all the time. And I, I felt they did a great job casting, because yeah. I could see her as Chuck, Chuck's mom. Yeah, I think look they look very similar. I think it was a good pick for yeah, them. Yeah, definitely. Eva, do you have any last questions or comments, thoughts on the episode? Um, Well, so I'm looking at the notes I took, and most of them are just like, I don't like this couple. I do like Dark Jenny. Um, (laughs) Do you have any MVP or shittiest? Um, Ooh. It's okay. (laughs) I I think there was a brief period while watching it where I was trying to think of it, but I, I don't think I have a clear answer for that yeah it was hard i still don't i'm still like sweating over here because i don't know who i'm gonna pick because honestly no one no one's good feel like yeah yeah that's how i felt you too. go champ right. champ and a lot of people c- did things that could be shitty but like no one was like the standout like yikes right 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 definitely well we thank you so much for coming on ava i'm so glad that we got to talk to you this has been so much fun. Yeah, this was really fun for me as well. Thanks for having me. I'm so glad. I'm glad you were able to come to the Netflix party. And I hope that, you know, you have a great night. And we just wait. We're so happy that we got to talk to you. And it's been awesome. All right. Have a great night, ladies. You too. Thank you so much, Thank Ava. you, Ava. All right. Thank you so much, Ava, for coming on the podcast. It was a blast. Yeah. 
Podcast love, Blast? We love talking to you. I like that. Podcast Blast. The Podcast Blast. Some trivia. The episode title is based off the movie The Lady Vanishes. Okay. Sure. In the beginning of the episode, when Damien is talking to Jenny, he shows her the Endless Nights trilogy, which is the movie that Olivia was in, that his famous girlfriend, Dan's famous girlfriend. Blah, blah, blah. We knew this already. <laughs> Music. Dog Days Are Over by Florence and the Machine. Out of the Blue by Julian Casablancas. Secrets by One Republic. Left and Right in the Dark by Julian Casablancas. Eleventh Dimension by Julian Casablancas. Ludlow Street by Julian Casablancas. She's on the Move by not Julian Casablancas, but Far East Movement. <laughs> Casablancas just makes me think of Veronica Mars. Me too. I was like, oh, I haven't heard that name. Right? Uh, fashion headbands. I had none again. I had zero. Okay, okay, good. At least we're on the same track. Yes. We liked that tribal printed. Oh, the poncho. Poncho Vanessa was wearing. It was black and pink. Yeah. I, I did like Serena's you know, men's button down that she came out in the With her morning. high socks. It was cute. I like Nate's navy v-neck. He looked yeah, good in that. Loved that. Mm-hmm. Um, Blair had a plaid coat. Loved that coat. The, Very, it was brown and black, I yep. guess. Uh, Dan, gotta give it to Dan in a tank top. He don't look too bad. <laughs> but, <laughs> but like awkward. <laughs> but was he wearing dress pants? And I didn't notice the pants. He was very pink. He looked yeah. like he got sunburn. Maybe it was just the look, or maybe he was really overheated from oh, drinking warm? a lot and warm. Yeah. Felt the pressure of the Vanessa situation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I like Nate's, Nate's plaid shirt in the end. Mm-hmm. I liked... Lily's gold pendant necklace. It was like a big, look like a sun almost. Like a sunburst. Yeah, it was really pretty. And I liked Rufus's gray pea coat. It was very cute. Rufy. Jess liked Elizabeth's ivory coat. Mm-hmm. Yes, she's a sunner. It was a good one. Quotes. I'm just glad I got Chuck's couch scotch guarded. <laughs> now, excuse me, Louis Vuitton is showing metallic booties for f- spring. <laughs> <laughs> Melissa, it's a good name. Oh, I miss this. Dating someone who is a horrible liar. Yeah, that was funny. He also told me kids wore suits to kindergarten. <laughs> Back to Brooklyn for you. This time you might just be pushing your chuck. Greeks know how to do comfort food. I just wrote that as myself. Like, that was funny. Right. Yeah, it was funny. Uh, you haven't eaten bread <laughs> since middle school. <laughs> uh, There's no parent that doesn't. Nope. There's no child that doesn't want to know their parent. That's is that it? it? That's I don't have that one, but um, I love shh, eat your spanakopita. And no, Rufus, I didn't know about a big giant bag of pills. And Jess liked Serena, sit your ass down. <laughs> uh, all right. MVP and shittiest. This was a tough one, but yeah. Do you have one? Is it, I... is it tough? Uh, yeah, I had one when we hung up with Ava, and, and now, now you forgot. I, I forgot it. What? Where was I going to spin this? Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, I have my MVP. Okay. The shit. Yeah, the shittiest is hard, honestly, because it's a couple of shitty people. Yeah. All right, we'll do MVP first. I won't worry about that yet. Okay. Three, Three two, two, one, Nate. Nate. <laughs> oh, oh. Yeah. so uh, why'd you choose yeah, him? Yeah, I. I didn't particularly love anyone, but I felt like, yes, I understand when people said Blair and Nate were good partners in this episode. 
Um, I just felt like he was supportive of Serena. He said, hey, come to me with issues. He even like obliged her and gave Blair the phone. He was going to do it solid for Chuck. He's just, you know, he was quietly there for everyone. That's exactly why I chose yeah, him. Yeah, right? I, yeah. I appreciated that. Yeah. Um, Tish, Jess, Rihanna, and Vic all picked Blair for respecting Chuck's wishes and backing him up this episode. And Will picked Serena. He liked the fact that she got Elizabeth and Chuck talking. I can see that. I, I mean, can see those as well. For sure. Look at this budding relationship now. Yeah. Shittiest. I have a blue ribbon. You know, okay, yeah, I have my shittiest. Okay. This is who I feel most strongly towards right now. Okay. Ready? Yep. Three, Three two, two, one, Rufus. Jenny. Ooh, Michelle. Yeah. Please tell. You know what? I understand that you're fed up and you're upset with your wife, but perhaps, and like Ava said, they're awful communicators. You awful. need to communicate with her. You were pissed at her because she wasn't communicating to you. And that just is the stem of this, right? Because we didn't really see that this situation, right? This episode, yeah, it's still, still a Bruin in there. Yeah, but you were obsessed. You were obsessed. You were upset that Lily didn't fill you in on everything, and so now you're just not going to talk to her, which isn't going to solve anything. Which leads us to things happening with Jenny and Lily having to parent her. But the bottom line is, I understand when you guys got married, and there's like this blended family. But Rufus, you're still responsible. Yeah, right, she's still and your child. For her throwing the low blows towards Lily, not cool. Yeah, with the Serena comment. Yeah. And, and did you know about these pills? No, of course Rufus, I didn't know about these giant bag of pills. And she would have said something to him. The fact that she even called him of like, oh, there's a boy in her room. I already spoke to her and tried to give her the trust right, right, for right. that. She yeah. didn't she didn't listen. So true. So now we gotta bring in dad. I didn't want to do that, but Rufus, you should have been there. Right. Don't like, just fucking dump your yeah, kid. I can handle this, but this is something a bigger issue here. Mm-mm. And we need the dad to step in. So, Rufy? Yeah, I like that answer. I mean, I picked Jenny. Just felt like she, sure, she yeah. was just like a really spoiled brat teenager in this episode with her trying on her high horse. Like, well, can Damien still have visitation? Well, no, bitch. You can't have visitation. Yeah. You, you know, know, she just like doesn't care about anyone else but herself. As much as she's bratty. She doesn't bother me as much as when Blair and Serena do shit. Oh, yeah. Which I don't understand that because people hate Jenny. And for me, like, yeah, and even watching it, I'm like, oh, come on, Jenny. But at least it's entertaining. <laughs> Her demise is entertaining. That's so bad. Right. No, I, I, I get right that. Right now, the darkness and the drug thing, it's not the best. Right. But. Yeah. Uh, I'm just, interested to see. Just Rihanna, Will, and Vic also agreed with me and picked Jenny. I actually am going to give a little blue ribbon to Serena, even though what she did ended up working out. I didn't like that she meddled because she really pushed something or someone who really wasn't ready to do it, but then ultimately it kind of worked out. But yeah, you know. no, I hear you. Uh, and Tish picked Jamie. Damien. Tish picked Damien for dealing and the fact that he's with a high schooler. She just finds that Well, yeah, bizarre. that's right. It's that time of the night where I announce our patron of the week. Yay! <laughs> it's patron of the it's week. Patron of the week. It's patron of the This week, I chose a newcomer to the network. Her name is Lexi. Lexi. She's been following us on Instagram. She generally sends her questions and comments for the OC. She's a big OC lover. 
And I named her Silver Screen Lex because her last name has silver in it. <laughs> yeah, so it came to me at the time, but I still think she is a big time celeb in the network. She's she's new, but she's making a, an appearance and um, we're just so happy to have her. So we wanted to say thank you and welcome. Thanks, Lexi. <laughs> welcome. This is the time of the night where I give you the title and the three gossip words for next week. I have to say, I am excited for next week. Okay, I'm excited too because you're excited. Yeah, I'm excited. So if I'm excited, usually a good sign because I feel like we're generally on the same level regardless of my history with this Agreed. show. Yeah. So the title for next week, once I gave it to you, you're going to be like, oh, shit. Here it comes. The 16-year-old virgin. Oh, shit. <laughs> That's what I was looking for. Yes. And my three gossip words are... Three gossip words. Lawsuit. Oh, no, my pen's out of ink. Oh, no. Hold Let's, on. We're taking a brief pause. Okay, new ink. Okay. Lawsuit. <laughs> Zones. DNA. Oh, shit. Okay. <laughs> this is a good one. Okay, so DNA. I feel like this might have something to do with a DNA test. Mm-hmm. You are not the mother. You are not the father. <laughs> Maybe Chuck is like, listen, you could be anyone. I need to have a DNA test, which is, I understand, like, the whole name situation. Yeah, lots of money there. We don't want to mess around with, like, you right. know, it also It also could be with... You know, you're my DNA. We are this way because you're my DNA. Love that too. Uh, zones. I think this maybe have to do with drug dealing zones and Ooh. who gets what corner when. Okay. Or whatever. Dealing sure. with people. Yeah. Uh, and then the lawsuit maybe has something to do with Holland and Rufus and Lily. We have to figure out what's happening there. And maybe she was meeting with the doctor over a lawsuit. Dr. Vanderwoodson. Oh. The father. The father. Yes. How did I do? You know. Okay. (laughs) Sometimes I do really well. You were close with some things. I'll say that. Okay. I'll take it. And then the title, the 16-year-old version. So that is Jenny. That's Jenny. Yeah. Yeah, she's turned 16. So we're having a sweet 16 or a 16th birthday or we're not celebrating because she's punished or we can't find Mm. her. Did she even come home? Because she was supposed, Rufus couldn't find her when they're supposed to go back to Brooklyn. So is she now staying with Damien? And then is she going to lose her virginity on her 16th birthday with gross ass Damien? Mm. Mm. These are all things I'm trying to work out. What would you like to happen? Uh, I'm not really sure, to be (laughs) honest with you. I just want to meet Serena's father. Yeah. I really, I said this to Liz when we were watching, it would have been great as as Serena's leaving that voicemail, we just get another scene of a man in the dark listening to that voicemail. Yeah, even just like a shadow of his face, something. It doesn't even have to be the actor. Like grab, you know. Grab an, you know, your director or whatever. Someone, (laughs) just like, hey, stand there. We're just going to shine the light and create a harsh shadow. That would have created such a mood yeah you've been excited yeah excited we're not giving up on this we're not giving up on this right because he has to come coming this season it's just not soon enough yeah i still think perhaps something like that's going to happen that's what i'm going with okay 
Good predictions. <laughs> Good thoughts. <laughs> Tish believes that it's Jenny's gossip girl this week. She just she says it makes no sense, but she feels it in her bones. Do you mm-hmm. have anything you feel in your bones? Yeah. It's, there's that dreaded question. I know. Uh, so like every week I go through and I pick apart why this person can't be it. And I know I shouldn't do that because every week you're like, it doesn't matter. Don't do that. It doesn't fucking matter. <laughs> and then every time I get worked up about something, I just remember Shanna. She's like my little shoulder angel being like, don't think too much about it. It doesn't matter. Yeah, you're thinking too she's much. She's great for that. She's so calm. She's like, Michelle, she's, she's such don't a think calm about persona. it. <laughs> yeah, just don't. It doesn't matter. Yeah. You're thinking too much about it. This is my job. Exactly. As, as a watcher, right. So for Gossip Girl, I get, you know what? We'll go. Man, they're all just so self absorbed and preoccupied. Like, who would write about another person? Like, they could write about themselves, but who would. Jenny. I'm going to go with Jenny. Okay. Because she's just in that petty mood right now. She sure is. Well, until next week for the 16-year-old virgin. Very excited to watch this episode. If you like what you're hearing and you're an Apple Podcast user, would you please, please, please consider writing us a little review, rating us over there on iTunes. It helps the show so much. You have no idea. If you'd like to join our Patreon fam, maybe you want to become a guest host like Ava was this week. Maybe you want some behind-the-scenes goodies. You can get your episodes ad-free a day early. Good stuff. Bonus uh, content. Birthday club. Birthday club. It's so much fun. Our Patreon fam is the best. I know you guys are sick of hearing this each week, but we are never sick of of talking about them because they're the best humans. best. And if you want to reach out to us on social media, maybe you want to send us your predictions, questions, comments, MVP shittiest, we want it all, at 3 Gossip Girls Pod on all social media accounts. You can even reach us at Gmail if you have a longer email. And uh, we will see you guys next week. Until then. You know you love us. XOXO. Gossip Girls. Gossip Girls.